0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. This podcast is sponsored by Jim Butcher, who is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Now, let's get it started.
1: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're connecting business perspectives. I am one of the co-hosts, Trisha Stutzel, with Results Extreme Business Solutions, and I would like to introduce the other co-host, Mr. Colton Cockrell.
0: Tricia, yes. I am the other co-host, Colton Cockrell. I'm a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor with Share McKinley Group. Now, Trisha, we have a special, special guest today. Oh, sorry. Usually he says it four times. Special, 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 special guest today, and that is Dr. Bob Rakowski. Now, let me go ahead and read his bio before we bring him on here. Uh, So Dr. Bob has taught over 10,000 seminars, now hours of seminars, and this is CE, so you know that it's going to be a lot of information, to natural and medical uh, practitioners around the world. He is known for his in-depth understanding of physiology and biochemistry, as well as for creating programs that are both safe and effective. So Bob, I know we could probably take the entire 15 minutes and read your entire resume, but but we're going to go ahead and jump into questions. So welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you, Colton. Happy to share. This is an exciting time.
1: It absolutely. is absolutely. Oh, go ahead, Colton.
0: Yeah. No. Today we're going to be talking about um, uh, we're going to be talking about the immune system. I know that you know a lot about that, and I know with COVID um, potentially ramping back up, you know, you're hearing stories, you're watching the news. We would love to focus on the immune system.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great plan. And, uh, you know, you look throughout human history, you know, viruses preceded all of us. Viruses preceded the dinosaurs. They actually estimate, you know, 10 quintillion viruses. So people that aren't numbers people, that's 10 trillion billion viruses. We, we couldn't possibly find a way to combat all of them if we're looking for something outside of our body, but we're blessed with something within our body that can handle these 10 quintillion viruses, including what they're calling this novel one today.
1: My mind is already blown, Dr. Bob. Didn't we just start, like, I'm I'm at a loss for words. I'm kidding. Um, I am very curious, though, about the importance of wearing masks. So we were supposed to wear them and then it was laxed and now we're starting to see some of the uh, local municipalities uh, requiring masks again, can you talk about that? Well,
2: I can. And, and so let's talk about masks. And you know, the standard in medicine is the N95 respirator mask. And that's supposed to be the most protective. But we can just turn back the clock. We've had experience with other viruses. And there was a virus that was known as MERS, the Middle Eastern Respiratory Coronavirus, which, by the way, they, they can take pictures of that under an electron microscope. And it turned out that that MERS virus was 136 nanometers, and they realized that, oh my gosh, that can fit through the pores of an N95 respirator mask. Now, that's in the peer-reviewed medical literature. Well, guess what? The coronavirus is 100 nanometers, 36% smaller. The holes in the masks are the same so, they came to realize, and there are 14 very well done placebo controlled trials where they showed guess what? The masks do not protect you. So, you know, I don't know if they're just trying to get people to feel a little bit safe, but even the World Health Organization said this a mask can give you a false feeling of protection. And they said it many, many times. The only people that you wear a mask are healthy people. Caring for confirmed sick cases. So you know, putting a mask on a two-year-old. This flu, sorry, this novel virus. The the seasonal flu is twenty times more deadly to a two-year-old than this virus. So depriving a child of fresh air and you know doesn't seem like a really good idea to me at all. In fact, I'll, I'll be bold and or accurate. It's a really stupid
0: idea. And so with and not not including you breathing back in carbon mon- monoxide that you're breathing out, right? I'm... There are so many
2: downsides to it, right? You will be rebreathing carbon dioxide. And that ultimately is not going to be great for your system. But these things capture bacteria. And it's been proven over time that you're basically walking around with a Petri dish on your face and then Later on, you're going to take it off and you got it on your fingers and maybe you move it to your eyes. It's a concentration source of potentially disease-causing pathogenic bacteria. So it's not a good idea at all.
0: Goodness. Huh. So with us being, I, I know, Trisha is doing the <laughs> mind blown uh, with her hands. But So now let's talk about quarantine because you know a lot of people are being told, hey, stay in your homes. And a lot of people have, even though it wasn't a mandatory order. So what's the impact on your immune system when you're actually quarantining, when you're staying by yourself, not being around any other people other than your family?
2: Well, one, when in history have they ever quarantined healthy people? And that, that's, that's never been done. And, and again, there are randomized controlled trials where they looked at social distancing and they found out, yeah, that doesn't work either because there's air streams that are going to carry the particles. When you start looking at air quality, you know, there's a whole EPA write-up on indoor air pollution, and they've said, as a general rule, listen, we've got a lot of polluted air outside because of contaminants in the environment and pesticides and things like that. Indoor air is accepted to be 700% more toxic than outdoor air. So you're not getting sunshine, which is great for vitamin D, and, and that's what we know for sure sunshine can do. I promise you but sunshine does a lot more from that, whether we're talking about photoreceptors in the eyes and melatonin, which buffers the stress of the body. So getting people out and about, especially healthy people, there's world-renowned immunologists that said, if we left the schools open, if we let the kids play, if we let the healthy go work, we would be past this. This virus would be a thing of the past because we'd have that herd immunity. And by the way, let's say a healthy guy like you gets covid well, God bless you, because now you've got plasma that you can share. And the very first Nobel Prize in medicine around 1902 was from people that had beat a virus, sharing their plasma with people that were really struggling and on the verge of dying with a very high success and cure rate. And even two studies now, New England Journal of Medicine proceeds National Academy of Science, they took what they called convalescent plasma, and they saved in both small studies, 100% of the extreme COVID patients. So the healthy of us are supposed to beat this thing and help the less healthy beat it, not
0: run and hide. Now we perpetuate it. Trisha, I don't know if you can tell, but he's extremely passionate about this topic.
1: Uh, Yes, absolutely. So Dr. Bob, I heard something about you. When you go outside, you like to take your shoes off and put your feet in the grass. Did I hear that right?
2: Oh, you heard that exactly right. Yes, yes, yes. yes.
1: I love that. I was—I actually practiced that last weekend, and I thought about you. I—I uh, I don't remember who told me about that. I was like, oh, I'm doing what Dr. Bob does, and I'm putting my feet in the grass. This is amazing." Um, all right. So I digressed. I'm curious, like my mind is blown with all of this information. My mother lives with us and she has all kinds of things going on in her, her system. She's a suppressed immune system. So I have tried to be very careful about bringing this virus, if you will, back into our house. Um, what What are your thoughts on people who have parents or people who have suppressed immune systems living in their household?
2: Well, we certainly need to protect them, right? They need to have their own section of quarantine. That makes really good sense. But your ultimate protection would be go and get infected, beat it. You might not even know you had it. Then if mom needs some of your plasma, hey, guess what, mom? I've got exactly what you need. But there's so many other things we could do to make her immune system better. But everybody is for protecting the vulnerable i have not yet a, you know heard a person maybe except for those states where governors put covid patients in the nursing home uh, and killed off thousands of them thousands of them the recent estimate is 60,000 of the deaths were from nursing homes from people who were not being protected that's the population to protect so the healthy of us if we could get that infection share that plasma we can help a bunch of people
0: but protect your mother, for sure. Yes. You're, you're a great daughter.
1: <laughs> I try.
0: <laughs> and so there, and I, I've always kind of had an issue with this. You know, I, I know people such as yourself and nurses and doctors, you know, who um, they have hand sanitizer stations. You, you don't, but they tell me about hand sanitizer stations and how they don't, they're not really killing the bacteria. They're just moving it. So can you tell me washing your hands versus hand sanitizer? Just kind of elaborate a little bit on that. Well, there's no
2: increased efficacy for soap and water versus hand sanitizers, but these hand sanitizers often have ingredients that you wouldn't want in your body, but it's going to get absorbed through your skin. And and so literally you can Google hand sanitizer warnings and you'll get this sanitizer into your system that will kill off bugs that are healthy for you. Uh, There's a book entitled 10% Human, And uh, Colton and Tricia, it's about you and it's about me because our DNA is only 10% human. 90% of it is bacterial DNA. We have way more bugs in our gut than we have cells in our body. That DNA, it's a a big part of us and it's been the hottest topic in the medical literature lately. But when you take something in your body that kills whatever it gets in contact with, you kill off your friends. And so if you have one enemy, do you wanna kill 10,000 friends to kill that enemy? Or do you just wanna make your friends so strong that the enemy doesn't bother them?
1: Yes, yes, yes. All right, so I'm curious, and you you mentioned getting outside and being outside as part of boosting your immune system. What are some other tips that you could give us to help boost our immune system?
2: Well, I like to talk about the Magnificent Seven, right? You've gotta eat right, drink right, think right, move right, sleep right, poop right, talk right every single day. So we know that the number one suppressant of the immune system is actually stress, right? So people that are sitting in front of the TV watching the, te- the death toll climb, thinking this is the end of the world, and am I ever going to have a job again, and how are we going to pay off this debt? Well, they're suppressing their immune system. So stress is number one, but let's go to eat right. Sugar is known to be a suppressant of the immune system. And it could be an acute dose or it could be a chronic elevation. We certainly know that diabetics are more prone to infection, more prone to poor wound healing. They're also more prone to COVID death. So when we eat, we want to eat natural foods. And and I'll, I'll even go even a step further than that. One of my mentors who died a number of years ago was named Jack LaLanne. But he said, if God made it, it's okay. If man made it, don't touch it. And so we want to eat fresh, natural, organic, clean foods, every color, every day in a way that honors our physiology and our body. When we drink, hey, we're you know mostly water. The earth is mostly water. Our body's mostly water. So we want to get our water. But if we drink coffee or tea, I like to tell people if it's a good choice of coffee and tea, now we've got water plus nutrition, water plus antioxidants, water plus other things that are very, very good. And by the way, caffeine is a natural insecticide and is in over 60 species of plants. When it comes to think right, be at peace, have purpose, add value to the world, Um, move right, we know that this is from animal studies, they would give rats a really bad flu. And they'd have one group of rats and they could sit on the couch and, and watch Netflix all day. And the flu was so bad that about half of those rats died. Another group, they had mo- moderately exercised, maybe a 30-minute walk on a, on a treadmill. Well, only about 15% of those rats died, but they had some run all out you know, on a treadmill for two hours, 80% of them died. So Confucius said this, to go beyond maybe worse than to fall short, you can exercise yourself into immune suppression when you go beyond the stress that your body can handle. Now, I'm looking at you, I'm thinking you could run that two hours. I know Colton could, but those rats couldn't, right? So for you, that's, that's the moderate intake. Sleep, right? Sleep is so important. Our body detoxifies, our brain resets. And there was a soldier study, a military study, where they put military people on less than six hours of sleep for six straight days, and they actually functioned as if they were legally drunk. And, and that's a peer-reviewed medical study. So understand if you're, if you're not running on rest and recovery, you're running on stress hormones, those stress out the immune system. Poop right, that's about detoxification. But first of all, limit the poop that's coming in. So if you're in indoor air, you're getting 700% more air pollution than outdoor air. So let's get outside and let's breathe and then talk right is the conversation that you have with yourself and, and with everybody around you. And you just say, Look, this is a bug. It's nothing like we haven't seen, you know, God knows how many thousands of times throughout human history. I promise you it's not the end of humanity, but I do know it's my job as the healthy to keep you safe. So I'm going to do my part. And by the way, I'd like you to do your part too.
0: Nice, and can you, can you repeat that one more time? The seven, uh, the, what, what, the magnificent seven? The magnificent seven. You got to eat right,
2: drink right, think right, move right, sleep right, poop right, talk right every day.
0: Trisha's going crazy over there. Like, yes, that's so true.
1: (laughs) I love it. This is so exciting. And Dr. Bob, I love your energy. You and I spoke on the phone like a year ago and I knew that I, I loved you then. And I love you even more because I can see you now. (laughs) I love it. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, Okay.
0: Yes. Okay. Bob. So every time we, we, you brought the, the knowledge now I got a totally off the wall question. Okay. All right. So now, You are Mr. Rhino. You're a big rhino fan. You love rhinoceroses. That's just like your life motto is be a rhino, right? So, if you had the option to race a rhino or to wrestle a rhino, which one would you do?
2: Ah, well, it is off the wall, isn't it? Uh, You know, I guess I'm going to race them because if I'm wrestling them, look out, right? We're talking about 7,000 pounds of raw muscle with a horn and you know, he might think of me like I would think of the coronavirus, no threats. So he might not have, you know, any reason to, to do anything, but, you know, we'll, we'll race.
1: I love it. <laughs> I love how you just tie it all back into the topic, Dr. Bob. It's awesome.
0: Hey, he, 10,000 10, hours of, come yes. on, of CE seminars. Yes. He has to. He, he knows Amazing. what he's doing.
1: So, Dr. <laughs> Bob, would you divulge to our audience what generation you belong to?
0: Ah, I'm a
2: baby boomer
1: okay What?
2: yeah i did not know that i never would have guessed that
1: i love it you got to get out
2: on the basketball court and play some more
0: right but i uh, guess so my goodness
1: that is absolutely true so dr bob which generation do you most identify with
0: well it's got to be
2: the boomers right but every generation and i love your topic and i love how you bridge the gaps every generation should bring something new to the game right and 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 so you know we we look at you and you you seem to have a greater sense of of purpose and and totality and bring it all together and then colton is a generation of possibility you know and when you start bringing in consciousness and possibility what do you have but a much better world so
0: thank you for doing that that's great. Now I do before we give because uh, we're going to give out your information. We want you to tell if so how people can contact you. I do want to say, Doctor Bob, on his Facebook, he has incredible videos that he puts together uh, relating directly to COVID, and he's giving updates constantly as the information comes out. And he's really kind of shuffling through what's what's crap and what's what's truth, and it's really really beneficial. And they're not long videos; they're 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 a good length, but they're not bad. Uh, so Bob, at this time, can you give us information? Can you first spell out? um email address phone number any way that someone can contact you sure well
2: probably my website's going to be the easiest thing to remember thedrbob.com so that's t-h-e-d-r-b-o-b.com uh and dr bob rakowski is a public figure on facebook uh and rakowski is spelled r-a-k-o-w-s-k-i and my website leads to an email where we can where you can contact me so that's easy enough but uh, Also, hi, Dr. Bob, at AOL.com. H I D R B O B at AOL.com. It's perfect.
1: Such a pro at this. You obviously know that we have to spell everything out, right? For our listeners. So, Dr. Bob, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really, really appreciate your time. Colton and I were both so excited about having you today. So this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives.
0: Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Thanks again to our sponsor, Jim Butcher, a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Colton Cocker with Sharon McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendsville Drive Suite 207, Friendsville, Texas 77546 phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services of through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member Finn SIPC. Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.